0: Hi guys, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sevi Tennyson and here with me is...
1: Joshua Matasha.
0: Awesome, so let's get into this podcast episode. Today we're going to be talking about inflation. Usually this topic is a little bit... uh, Lack of a better term, boring. Many of my friends I've had this conversation with are like, hey, this term inflation seems like a social construct. They don't want to print more money so they'll have more poor people. But it's really not. It's actually an economic term. And I will let Joshua go into more about what inflation is all about.
1: Okay. So in simple terms, inflation is simply a persistent increase in the general price level. Of things we see around us, you know, from commodities to services, to just regular goods.
0: That makes sense. With the term I I always heard in my finance classes, there would be like a dollar today is better than a dollar tomorrow. And to even put an example to it, uh, some of our parents, if you ask your parents like, hey, what could you buy with a dollar? Currently right now, maybe you could buy like a chocolate bar. But back then, maybe they could buy like, I don't know, milk and snacks and maybe have change to pay rent i'm just kidding (laughs) but but for the most part they could do a lot more with their dollars so you think about it in this term would be you know just how powerful is your dollar really and inflation is like the kryptonite to how powerful your dollar is going to be so what really causes inflation is there an actual cause Uh, You see on CNBC, they're talking about the Fed chairman. He has something to do to help, you know, help out with inflation or reduce inflation. So what really causes it and how does the Fed come in?
1: So when we look at inflation, we have to look at it from both sides. There's the demand side and there's the supply side, Mm -hmm. right? So, for example, if you're selling something, maybe you're selling bottles, right? If everyone wanted it, you know, let's say on a normal day you, you sell to 100 people, but all of a sudden, you know, you start selling To 200 people, 200 people want to buy it every day and you're not ready, you know, your manufacturers, your suppliers, you know, are not able to keep up with that demand. What are you going to do? You're going to have to raise prices, you know, kind of to balance that out. So this is what we call demand side inflation. And what causes this typically or what we hear a lot is um, wage inflation. Right. So a lot of economists believe that, you know, if you start earning more money, you know, if the general population start earning more money, they're going to have a higher purchasing power, you know, and they're going to demand more goods. Mm -hmm. And this is going to lead to. Demand side inflation. So the other type is supply side inflation. And this is kind of similar to what we're kind of facing right now. And this is just when there's disruption in the supply chains yeah. of different processes, you know. So last year, we know we had COVID, right? And a lot of things could We not... had
0: or we're still having COVID
1: going <laughs> on. True. We're still having it. I mean, we thank God, you know, yeah. it's much better than it was last year, you know. So... Last year, a lot of things got disrupted because typically the summer period is when a lot of people build their houses, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where you have your construction workers, you know, your building companies, they really get into gear. But because of COVID, they could not, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, there has been kind of inflation in a lot of the raw materials, things like lumber, steel, you know, between late last year till this year, it's lumber has really exploded, yeah. right? Because also the people who move, these things from city to city or state to state have been having issues because of the lockdown there's just been a lot of disruptions even in the semiconductors because a lot of the semiconductors made in taiwan a lot of the ones we use in united states and due to covid you know they're having issues there in taiwan as well because they've had the outbreak Right. And even with cars, used cars are one of the largest, biggest sources of inflation this year. If you look at the CPI report, and this is also because of the same thing, manufacturers haven't been able to keep up with the demand for new cars. Yeah. So most people have to resort to used cars. Right. And, and obviously, when there's more demand for exactly.
0: used cars, the prices are
1: just going up. Exactly.
0: Makes, makes perfect sense. So uh, I guess one of the things people are just wondering is like, OK, so. What's the big deal if more and more people are able to earn money? Isn't that good? Because if you read some of the statistics, uh, people are not able to even have up to $1,000 in their account. So what's the big deal? Why don't you just print more money? And I put it this way. Imagine your favorite celebrity, right? Let's just say Beyonce is your favorite celebrity. Imagine if they were 1,000 Beyonce's. She wouldn't be as special now, would she? right so we need one Beyonce to make people think that oh she's really special you know because we just have there's limited resource of her and that would give the dollar a lot more power when compared to foreign commodities now, you, I had someone was asking like, okay, so what's the big deal? What do I do now? Because when I watch CNBC, it looks terrifying that, oh my gosh, you know, inflation's really bad and you're coming down on Powell to increase interest rate. What does that mean? What does that have anything to do with anything? And in my opinion, you know, CNBC guys are just weird sometimes. <laughs> I feel like that's the reason why people tune in. And I really like my man Jay Powell, who is just staying on his grind and not you know, giving in to their dogmatic approaches of just making him just increase the rates or trying to, you know, bully him into increase the rates by bringing, you know, fear mongering or whatever. He's like, hey, I have a goal. The goal has not been met and we're not going to increase interest rates. And they brought in about, oh, the whole wage situation going on. And it's like, no, the goal has still not been met. We're not increasing interest rates. So... Moving on to that, because I know that whole six minutes was a little bit boring. I, I get it. This is interesting for me, but it might be boring for some other people. So what do you do now in the stock market? You, what, if I, what if I'm someone who doesn't really care? Okay, great inflation, great interest rate. Oh, that's great. What do I do now? What happens to my stocks? Do I sell? Do I hold? What's my time frame? Help us. What do we do?
1: So we know that we can see into the future, but we can have some things to give us kind of some guidelines. So according to the Fed, they're not even looking to raise rates in 2024. Yay. But at the same time, J. Power does not know how bad inflation could get. So we yeah. really don't know what's going to happen. That's why I would advise people to have what we we'll call a barbell approach to stocks. What does that mean? So that means having some growth names and having some value names. So value names thrive in inflation, mm-hmm. while growth names while growth names thrive where there's lower inflation.
0: Okay. So what does that so what are you suggesting people do? Is there is there like a certain percentages that they should have, like a certain percent of value, a certain percent of growth? And from what you're explaining, you're saying that since interest rates are still low, growth stocks are going to succeed. Hence, listen to our good versus value podcast. That was really <laughs> good. But but since growth, are they're going to succeed when there's lower uh, interest rates. So are you saying now there's more confirmation? You load up on those growth stocks? Or are you saying that, hey... While you have your growth stocks load up on your value stock, what percentage, 50-50, 60-40, how would you recommend this?
1: That's a great question. So we can even talk about how the market reacted yesterday after Jay Powell spoke. You know, we had a little spike in banks, you know, and tech kind of went down. But today we woke up and if you look at commodities, they're all crashing, right? And the dollar is getting stronger, you know. All that money from commodities um, flowed into the dollar, which are bonds, and also floating into some tech names, mm. right? Because they're saying to anticipate that, okay, maybe Powell actually knows what he's saying. Yeah. So I think it's going to differ from person to person. I would say you have nothing um, more skewed than a 60 to 40. Mm. So either 60% Why? to growth, 40% to value, or vice versa.
0: It looks like that's for somebody who is risk averse, right? If you don't yes. Because I doubt, at least in my portfolio, is. Very heavy towards the growth. I feel like the only maybe commodity I have is like oil, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I feel like oil has that volatility I like that could make me quick money. But other than that, many of my stocks are towards growth, right? So are you saying from a risk-averse type person, 60-40 is, you know, decent enough that you wouldn't be adversely affected?
1: Yes. So with the information we have... You know, obviously, it should be tilted towards more growth. But who knows what's going to happen next sure. month when CPI numbers come out? Who knows? You know, now, personally, I believe that I agree with Jay Powell that inflation is transitory, at least in the, in the most obvious parts. Because if you look at the CPI reports, the things causing the most inflation with used cars, yeah, oil, and some of the transportation. Yeah. And I think the used cars definitely is going to be transitory. Right now, oil, it can get a little bit more dicey, whether that's transitory or not. Yeah. But I think in the long run, it's going to be transitory. But we can't say that for sure, right? Because no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And for most of our newer investors, I want them to err on the side of caution. You know, you can still yeah. make money because you still have those growth names. And right. let's say there is inflation, you you have some value names, right? Mm-hmm. So you can still make some money. That's why I'll say, okay, 60, 40.
0: I guess a stock after seeing uh, the way Shopify responded positively, even though it was something that we're going to talk about in the future, I guess now is a really good time to talk about Shopify now because they ripped a lot just on Thursday and that's really fantastic and they continued this process into today. Well, not ripped, ripped was Thursday, right? So what I would say is that I think if you are looking for a good growth stock, for me, Tesla has been pretty quiet lately, right? Yeah. And I think they definitely do have the possibility, especially since its all time high was around nine hundred dollars. and mind you, this stock rallied all the way from one hundred and something dollars up until two thousand plus till they had their stock split, and now they're around six hundred plus dollars. So I believe that it would be a good time to, you know maybe get into Tesla. for At least I am invested well into Tesla and I think that they have a good position to run up and they're reaching and approaching my uh, five-year time horizon because I have been an investor since a long time now, since I started investing. But that's one of the stocks I feel like Compared to the other stocks that have been running up, you know, like, you know, Google too has been showing some really good strength. Shopify has been showing strength. Even Moderna has been showing strength. But Tesla has been pretty quiet and they're heavily shorted too. So that's something to consider. Mind you, it's extremely risky. Again, your girl loves, her, loves, loves pretty good risk. So because high reward, you know, I'm, I'm young. It's time to go on in and risk. But what would you say? Would be some good stocks in terms of, hey, if interest rates are still down, growth all the way, what would you say some stocks are great in?
1: Okay, so I think uh, a few podcasts ago, <laughs> we spoke <laughs> about the hack, yeah ETF, ETF, which was cybersecurity, and yo, go look at the chart of the cybersecurity names since yeah. we spoke about it, they've absolutely gone crazy, yeah. right? And we're still, I'm still very bullish on cybersecurity. 100%. Just take a look since the beginning of the year. Every week, someone gets hacked.
0: I know. Even a right? meat supplier got <laughs> the hacked.
1: The supplier, even EA, you know, yeah. this week, we read a report that EA got hacked. So this is something that's ongoing. I remember reading Biden's interview with Vladimir Putin and he was saying that, you know, cybersecurity is very important. And something interesting, the Russian president said... Was that most cyber attacks originated from United States? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so they need to get their cybersecurity in check. So I know we spoke about CrowdStrike. I think we spoke about Zscaler as well. I'm not sure if we did, but um, since when we spoke about them, they've done really well, mm-hmm. right? And CrowdStrike is trying to head back to its all time highs. Zscaler is not too far off. But one that hasn't done much is this company called Palo Alto Networks. Mm-hmm. Take a symbol p-a-n-w so i really like it i think it's a good buy for cybersecurity. you know i feel it hasn't to be inflation even though there's inflation if people are getting hacked you're yeah. still going to spend a lot of money on cybersecurity. but so that's one another one i also think about is neo right <laughs> so no no no, no.
0: <laughs> i i i am still suffering from neo pray for me because neo is Oh my gosh, it's such a good company, them and Baba. Oh my gosh, they need to run up.
1: So a lot of Chinese names have gotten hammered. I think it's due to like the fear that, oh my gosh, you know, after what they did to Alibaba and and financial, you know, a lot of people are still nervous. But I think on a financial basis, right, on a valuation basis, a lot of those Chinese names are still really good. And I look at Neo. I think in China at least, Neo stand a chance to be at least the top two. 100%. Maybe Tesla is number one. Who knows? Maybe Neo is number one, but they're definitely going to be in that conversation, 100%. right? So I like the. So apart from Neo, I like. Um, Baba, you know, Alibaba is also a very good company, even though they're still having some issues with the government. I think eventually, you know, they, they'll they overcome did, that. Like,
0: uh, Record breaking numbers in terms of new users as well as beating earnings. But again, I think it's just a situation going on with the government. But I feel like when people realize, or at least hedge funds see that, hey, man. Everything here in the American stock market is extremely overvalued and exactly. we need to make money. They're going, They're going to go, go back broad. 100%. Hundred, yes. That I agree. And
1: when that happens, it's going to be crazy. I believe like Baba can rip...
0: To a thousand. For it's me going to rip
1: least, crazy sure. in the short term. It's very possible. So I'll look, I'll look at some of those Chinese names.
0: So I guess moving on to value, I... 100% personally, not a fan of value stocks, but one that has been really interesting to me is Caterpillar, right? So we know what Caterpillar does, you know, during this whole uh, situation of trying to build houses and all of their supplies and bringing things over and just in the whole home building process, Caterpillar has actually been benefiting a lot from this. And I don't know if people have even noticed, uh, apparently building swimming pools, which which is actually super interesting, has actually been very difficult. So some people have their houses but built for them, but they don't have their pools installed because it's super, super hard for them to get people to come over to come build their pools for them because of the high demand, right? So one thing I think about Caterpillar is it's still struggling. And I, I believe that since all of these stocks that are all value stocks are going up, it to me has the most potential. Right, especially because it has also, you know, gotten beat up a lot too, as well, and it has also gotten some benefits. So I think Caterpillar is something that people need to to consider. And some people have mentioned that oh, it has a little bit of downside, but I would argue that that's one of the few value stocks that still has momentum with them compared to the other value stocks. You know, when you're considering, you know, the steels and other commodities, Caterpillar has more momentum and heck if they're looking for innovation they could just be like oh we're going to start accepting bitcoin or cryptocurrency because that's what everyone's doing now to differentiate themselves so yeah i definitely think caterpillar is a
1: good one so with the industrials and the value stocks i feel because it's something i'm watching really closely since what happened yesterday with power we've seen a large outflow from a lot of commodity themselves and also commodity stocks right and i want to know if this is a short term thing or is just the beginning of something sinister mm-hmm. because remember since um, late last year, a lot of these stocks have rallied 100%, sure. 150%. I mean, some of them, they do deserve it, right? Yeah. But it's something I'm monitoring because it can definitely get a lot yeah, worse. it could have a
0: lot of doubt. It could
1: get a lot worse. But if it doesn't, you know, and we see bond yields start going up again. Yeah. One of the stocks I like, I like copper. Copper as a commodity. Yeah. And one of the, my favorite copper stocks is um, Freeport McMoran ticker symbol fcx so what they do obviously they help mine copper and if you look at a lot of electric vehicles they use a lot of copper you know a lot of their charging spots so if this ev clean energy thing is going to be a big deal you need a lot of copper yeah. so Freeport McMoRan is one we'll look at another one is goldman sachs which is Ooh, a yeah, I yeah. Really like them a lot. it's not just a, it's not just a commercial bank it's also like an investment bank yeah. and what i like about them is they also have the Reach to not only invest in public companies; they can go private as well, right? Goldman Sachs, also they are a big name in private equity. They have connections there, and I don't know if you remember that article that a lot of institutional investors are actually sweeping up a lot of homes now. Yeah, you know they're outbidding um, a lot of retail buyers, right? Because yeah. they're trying to get that rent. They're trying, Everyone's trying to find alpha. So alpha basically means profit. You know, yeah. they think stock market is overvalued. They go to the next, and they're all yeah. trying to get money because. Um, there's about $3 trillion on the sidelines yes. according, to a, according to a research done, you know. So a lot of these um, institutional investors, they're looking for where to put their money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of them are clamoring for a crash so they can get into a lot of the good More names cheaper. cheaper. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, you had your chance in February, out. March, and in May, you know. So anyways, that's one I'm looking at, Goldman Sachs. Also because when interest rates go up, they benefit the most, mm. Right. Because whenever they give out loans, you know, they get a charge higher interest rates. Right. So sure. they can get a lot more money. Yeah. Then another one I also like is Crown Castle. So what they do is that they, ha- they own a lot of real estates in the telecommunications industry. So what have you, your cell towers, you know, the different plots of land that house the machinery. So as we also know, real estate is a hedge for yeah. inflation. Right. Because yeah. that way you can generate a uh, constant cash flow. Right? We do have to be careful 100%. with buying real estate directly because a lot of it is overheated. But yes. as a company, I really like Crown Castle because they also give a good dividend as well. So those are my three, Freeport McMoran, Goldman Sachs, and Crown Castle International.
0: I personally just had only two, which is uh, just only one, which is just uh, Caterpillar. Again, I said I'm not a personal fan of value stocks. Uh, Goldman Sachs is a really good one. I have, you know, indirect positions on Goldman Sachs, but definitely Caterpillar is the only one that seemed interesting to me because they have been beating earnings and they have good upside. But just for people who are just watching, you know, CNBC, don't let them intimidate you into making such a rash decision on like, oh, because I had someone say, oh, do you think I should sell all my stocks then go in and buy later on because inflation? I'm like, no, don't don't do that. I feel like personally, at least for me, I like Joshua was saying, I still think. This whole inflation thing is very transitory. Let's look at what, because I think about it this way. Look at what happened with oil prices, right? Yes, oil became really expensive, but why? We had the whole Texas thing going on, right? With the whole snowstorm. We also had the whole hacking thing going on. And we also had like that boat that got stopped, you know, in the middle of the ocean in a path that oil was supposed to go through. So look at, that's why the prices were going high. After everything else was resolved, the prices went back down. And that's what I'm expecting even more so. I'm not really concerned about inflation until uh, potentially 2022 really, right? Because, hey, let's see, let people get back to work first. If really the increase in wages are actually going to cause inflation, let let's see, let's get back and see instead of false prediction and we have what happened in 2008 where interest rates were <laughs> increased prematurely and had still having adverse to people till this day so personally inflation talk is just i don't know maybe they're trying to get ratings i don't know what it is but definitely is something that people should be aware of but honestly, at least for me, it's something I'm just like, mm, next. <laughs> like, this is not that big of a deal to me because I'm an investor who's here for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 years, right? Maybe some stocks, I'll shake it out a little here and there. But I'm in the market for the long run, and this market is always rigged to succeed. So I don't think the feds are going to allow the market crash. They've never allowed it, you know. So definitely that's just my take. Hey, if this is all too much for you you know what just close the app and wait till next year <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding don't do that but you know you know what i mean but yeah that's pretty much it for me
1: but yeah thank you guys for listening to thank us
0: thank you so much guys have a good rest of your, have a good rest of your day